this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Survivor Buffs, Blind Sides, and Banter podcast. This is the podcast made by superfans with superfans for superfans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with me i got Mac. Mac, how you doing, mate? Buckles, my man. I'm good. I'm very good. Um, good episode of Survivor this week. It felt like a bit, bit old school Survivor, a bit more traditional vote. Uh, two sides at war and a swing vote in the middle. And um, something we don't see a whole lot in the new era anymore. We don't see these uh, really half-half votes. It's usually like one-sided and it's like one person voting for someone and then that person goes home. But no, we saw an interesting vote. Tika's in the middle. Maybe expose himself, but yeah, good episode all round. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I that was the same feel I got that old school vibe. We got to learn a little bit about some of the people that had a day off, um, which I'm guessing is very, very rare in this 26 day version of the game. And yeah, it was it was great. I really enjoyed it. The three 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 of the tribes makes for this interesting vote. And yeah, Tika might have sort of come out. Franny's definitely sniffing around them, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely exposed himself. Having to uh, betray the Ratus two votes in a row, I feel like next week it's opened right up and it's either they're picking a side. It's like they can go back to Ratu, maybe they'll give them one more chance or they're going to stick with Soka and just decimate the Ratu people. But uh, it's going to be interesting and there's a bit to talk about. Um, so I guess yeah, let's get into it. Where do, where do you want to Where do you want to kick off uh, this episode? Oh, well, let's let's kick off at, right at the start, and like we hear about, like we hear a bit about Jam Jam and how much of a mastermind he is, and he's um, having a bit of a giggle when um, everyone's coming up and saying, "Oh no, why this not work?" And he's like, "Ha ha ha! I knew it all. I knew it wouldn't work." Jam Jam's really bloody coming into his own in this game, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's really he's had a good few weeks. We discussed it last week how how well he's playing, and um, really, I thought he handled this. Coming back from tribal really well. He knew where the vote was going with the whole Danny Idol play. So the Ratu people still thought he was with them. Lauren even says, I'm still in the majority. And Yam Yam's sitting there like, well, I sort of decided who went home and um, there wasn't much he could do about it. And the way he sort of went up to them all and said, as if he was one of the Ratu people and said, this can't happen again. We need to be better than this. We need to split the vote. We should have done all these things. And it was really... If, if you were the right of people, you'd have no idea he was on the other side in that last vote. Oh, I completely agree. Completely agree. I'm just really loving this Tika setup. So we've got Caroline, who she's like that little little bit all over the place player that she's underestimated in how in-depth she is in the game and how deep she's thinking and where she's at. So she's sort of like the cover for Carson, who just has such a switched-on brain, and he's thinking strategically, he's thinking, oh, how can we do this? And then you've got Jam Jam, the social dynamite that can make anything work and keep everyone happy. It's an absolutely awesome trio. Yeah, it's really perfect alliance. And, I mean, without the, like, the... Um, I guess the only thing you could, you could probably add to it is, like, oh, challenge beasts to, like, win all the immunities, take away from other people. But... Oh, yeah, exactly, really definitely. They, they have all the social abilities between the three of them. They're so well-liked. And we get Carolyn this, this week with her little... Yeah, she's talking about her drug addiction and she's really, like, 
uniting the group and they're all talking about, oh, were you ever a loser back in your day? And like, they're all sort of bonding over it. And she's really like bringing them all together to like, um, to like her, which is really, it's good to see. And I think something she said in this episode was really important as to what she would say in a final tribal council. And she was talking about how um, she knows how she comes across as this quirky character and that people might think she doesn't know what she's doing because it's just, just her nature, her personality. But she's like, that's an intentional strategy. And I think the way she can articulate it at this point of the game to say, I know how I'm being perceived and I'm going to use that. When I, get to the, when I get to the end, I'm going to tell everyone, I knew you thought I was like this. That's why I could play the game that I did. And that's extremely important when you're trying to pitch to the jury. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It was... Shit. Oh, that little segment today was so cool watching her. And the strategy's there from her. Like, she has it. Like, I genuinely feel she had the right idea. I think Danny was probably the better move, in my point of view. So she's definitely involved. She's definitely thinking this through. And you're right. She has a story at the end. She has an awesome story. I don't get involved with um, sort of overthinking these guys' backstories. I don't, usually don't really care. Caroline, I really find myself connecting with her. I love this. I've handled similar things to her in the past, probably not to the extent that she has. And it's really awesome seeing this sort of person portrayed on a show where usually they steer clear of these people. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, she's obviously like a bit of a unicorn character. We don't see many people like her. But I think what was nice is, we like, Franny has a confessional saying, like, she likes that Carolyn can be herself and it's something that she's working on. And I think everyone can sort of relate to that story of, if you just be yourself, you're going to be the best version you can be. And, and if people like you, they like you. And if they don't, as Carolyn said, I don't care. I can't change that. So I think it's, like, the whole thing was, like, just be yourself and just have it, like, uh, enjoyable life and that's something that Carolyn has done she's turned her life around from her, her addiction and, and you know 13 years sober like good on her it's, it is a bit like I'm not into drugs and that but like if you were this could be like a really inspiring story if you were in this hole and you see Carolyn she's got out of it she's on the Survivor show everyone loves her and it's something you know you can turn your life around if you are at the you know the, the lowest depths sort of thing yeah definitely definitely I when I see Caroline, I think of um you remember good old Shane Powers? Yes, he's another <laughs> unicorn. Yeah, he's another unicorn. He might not have been, uh, he might have still been in it when he was on the show. You can sort of wonder. But um, he's definitely someone that I think about. Also, we've got like Carla over at Immunity Island. She, a whole, whole preseason was her talking about her addiction to marijuana and how she's had to come out of that and her overthinking, etc., and how that's going to help her in the game. It's, like, it's it's a unicorn. They're, they're unicorns, these ex-druggies, these druggies that do this. And that's, that's something, like, for me personally, I've definitely dealt with this in the past. I'm seven years myself. And it's really stimulating that they get this chance to go on this show, even though they have a history. Every time that casting comes around and it says, do you have a criminal record? And I click, yes, unfortunately I do. It's, it's, it makes me feel they're just going to see this. They're going to see this one line and they're just going to say, no, he can't come. He can't come. Even though what I did, I did 12 years ago and would never think about doing again. And it's just awesome that 
they are bringing these characters in. Caroline is the character of this season. And I love it. I loved that segment. I really, my heart was warmed. It was awesome. And that doesn't happen often. Yeah, well, that, that's very uh, brave of you for sharing that with with our with our listeners, and that's yeah, you know, it's I didn't know that about you either. But that's it's something like you said. It happened. What did you say? Twelve years ago, your career yeah. record, and it's something you know. You're a different person nowadays, and you shouldn't judge people on you know their past like that. And and I guess that's what Carolyn's dis- discovering now. Like she she uses she's not being judged for her you know her her troubled past, and and she's thriving in this environment where she's just meeting people. Just for who she is, and yeah, it's only been what two weeks into the game, but she seems pretty well loved, and um, yeah, it, like I said, it was a really nice moment to see that. So, good stuff yeah. from Carolyn. Good stuff, good stuff. I've got to say, for the first time in my mind, I sort of give hats off to all this sort of personal talk about their history and stuff like that. It was a, it was a really good episode for me. I I share a lot with it. Um, but let's get back to let's get back to this game. And we talked a lot last week about, over the last few weeks actually, about how everyone is scared to make a big move. And we had the biggest move in the game last week. I can safely say Danny, correct? For sure. Yeah, 100%. Definitely the biggest move seen by the jury. So seen by everyone that's going to be in the jury. And we opened this with Danny made a big move. He's got to go by Kane. Yeah, I mean, that's what we, we discussed last week. We said, well, Danny's obviously the next big target. And, I mean, it was always going to happen. But I did like the way that Danny said, you know, he didn't come out here to play defensive. He wanted to be aggressive and make moves. And it's something we spoke about last week that U.S. survivors can get into this pattern of just trying to play under the radar for too long. And I like that Danny's um, trying to not do that and trying to trying to make at least good TV. Um, we discussed the move at length last week, whether it was good or not. Ultimately, it saved his alliance. And, and it looks like... Um, the fact that the Tika voted with him again, maybe it was a good move. But, yeah, it was always going to be the next target. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, it was, it was Kane versus Danny this week. Where do, you, do you think this was the right the right call to go with, uh, no, go with Kane? No, definitely not. Definitely not. think so? No, I completely disagree. That. Okay, I see Sokar as physical threats. Okay? And in this point of the game, if you can't vote someone out because they have individual immunity... That is an issue. All three of them are physical threats. It's Franny and Danny at the end of most of these challenges. They are absolutely killing it. Heidi can hold her own. She genuinely can. She's When she goes into a challenge, she's sticking it out. She's handling it better than a lot of people. If you can't vote someone out because they have individual immunity... That can fuck your game. If you get them out when you have the shot, you should take it, especially here. And that's coming from me, who, when I eventually go on, will probably be in the position of the Danny or the Frank. Yeah, I like. I, I, I probably I'm going to disagree with you because I feel like yeah, you can win individual immunity, but there's only one necklace up for grabs every episode, right? So you, they're not all going to be immune. So really, whenever the takers want to swing back. Either Franny or Danny will be available to target. So I, I, I'm not convinced it was a bad move. I think the fact that Danny is this big threat, like they're keeping the threat in front of them, right? If you're getting rid of Danny, so we spoke about this last week about is the next evolution of the game to get out these under the radar targets. And maybe we've seen it straight away. Maybe they thought Kane's this guy who might float to the end. He's sort of not fully aligned with anyone. Like, he, I mean, he had the Ratu people, but 
It wasn't like these are like these are right or die sort of thing. So is he a floater? Do we get rid of the floaters and have these big targets and maybe it'll make the game easier for Carson Carroll and Yam Yam? Like I feel like having Danny there, Danny is always going to be that next target and that's something you want. The, the later you go in the game, you want that big target around so you get one more vote closer. Yeah, the the issue is, and look, look, I definitely agree, like having both Franny, Danny, Heidi, there's always going to be a target there because there is only one idol, but sometimes there isn't. Sometimes there's two idols. Sometimes <laughs> there's three. This is the new era of Survivor. This happens, okay? And then all of a sudden, they all get immune that one time. Like Danny, Franny, they get immune. Heidi plays her idol. All of a sudden... Tika's got to take out one of their own because they just don't have the numbers to do it. You've got to take that shot when you've got it. Kane, yes, he's a bigger guy, but he he's and he does okay in challenges, but he's not a real physical threat. He's a strategic threat. Socially, he's not bad, but at the same time, you've got to take that shot when you've got it because you might not get another chance. There's a reason. You can play idols to the final five. Final four's fire-making. These big threats can get through. We're at the final nine, the final eight now, and there's three of these big soaker threats in there. You've just got yeah, to sometimes like, take it when you've got it. Yeah, I mean, well, then why... I say we saw, like, Carolyn wanted to go for Danny and Yam Yam wanted to go for Kane, and ultimately they went with Kane. Do you think, like, the way I see it was everyone voted for Yam Yam is now going home. Do you think it was a bit of a bit of an ego thing, saying, I want that guy because he voted for me? Or, like, do you think they actually thought it through and... What is the logic behind it? I I don't think I don't think Yam Yam's uh, got an ego issue with this. Yes, I think he's playing it up for TV. I don't think he gives a shit as long as he makes it to the end. He's fine. Yeah. I think Kane, in their mind, is the smartest player to Carson, and I think that's why Kane went home. I think they also had two advantages on that side. They don't think Soka's got any advantages because Danny's played his idol. I think that's what this vote was about for Carson and Jam and Jam. Jam. Caroline, I think, was thinking correctly. I think the perfect move was try to flush Jamie's idol, and I say that in quotation marks, her fake idol, yeah, or try to flush the extra vote yeah. and then take out someone from Soka. I think that is what the perfect play could have been this week. This, I don't think this is a bad move. Getting Kane out, I think, is very smart. He's a very smart player. He's quite perceptive. And we, you just know, like, Franny this week saw Tika in the middle. Franny is mentioning this, which I gives me a great respect for Franny. And I guess it, remo- it, it sort of justifies our how much of a threat she is and like us talking about her over these last few weeks about how good she is and she could genuinely be a winning contender. Um, but Kane would have worked this out by next week. Kane's, Kane's smart enough that, yeah, he might not have worked it out this week, but if he was still around next week, he would have worked it out. So I do get why they voted Kane out. Yeah, I thought um, it was interesting to see Franny think like what the, everyone that's watching the, the game like we are, we see the Tika in the middle, and she's the only one to see, hey, guys, I think we're being played by this Tika 3 in the middle. We need to work with the Ratu to get him out. And then she goes to Danny, and Danny's like, that's a horrible idea. Something about sleeping under the wing of a dragon. And um, I really thought Franny was going to get this Tika thing going, and then instantly shut down. 
This is the moment that they'll all look back on, like the Ratu and the Soka, as the moment we lost the season. The Tigers were there to be taken, and and Franny was the only one to see the threat, and everyone just sort of disregarded her. No, definitely, definitely, and that's and we're seeing this a lot in Danny. We're seeing his his uh, what is it, valleys and hills. He's he's so good, but then he's so bad. When when you go, I want to give you a metaphor because we know how American Survivor loves metaphors. When you go into an escape room. You don't want three very literal thinkers. You want someone that's very literal, someone that's very visual, someone that wants to find everything and doesn't give a shit about the puzzles. You want a team. You want everyone looking at this room. You want to see, you want someone that can stand back and see the big picture, the numbers on the wall. Then you want someone that doesn't see that, but is really good at those little puzzles and working out, oh, uh, there's some lines here. This might fit in that or something like that. You want different thinkers and you need to think and you need to talk it through with everyone and you need to believe what they're saying because they're seeing something you're not. Danny is not doing this. Danny did not listen to his alliance. He's seeing it one way and it's Danny's way and it's Danny's way or the highway. And this is one thing that uh, a lot of men get a bad rep for. Because I, I genuinely, we a lot of us do this, is we see it, we think we're right, we don't bring anyone's other opinions into account. And Danny's really stuffed it here. This was not a good episode for Danny, even though he got through, in my mind. Franny killed it, Danny should have listened. Yeah, just an insight for listeners into Buckle's life. Uh, last week, he, was, he went to an escape room, if you if you couldn't pick that up. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's I, I got to... <laughs> I go to escape room did, every did, two weeks, mate. <laughs> did you pa- did you pass that one last week? Is that why oh, you're yeah. still thinking about it? Yeah. Oh no, I know. I got another one on Monday, mate. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I like what you're saying about you need like a team that works together, and I think that's what the Tikers are doing, and the other ones aren't doing as much. The Tikers are working together. They're talking all their options through, and they're discussing it, and they're and they're coming to a consensus that I guess suits everyone. And as well as playing both sides, they're really working as a team. And it's, 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 it's good to watch. Like, they're pretty masterful. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the other, the other three, the other two tribes are struggling with it. Yeah. And, but I think we're going to see this change next week. Like, obviously, Franny's not going to be too happy that Danny wasn't listening to her. Because um, now Teak is probably going to be really in the forefront of everyone's mind next week. Uh, I think... In the uh, next week on Survivor, they bring up that alliances are done. Like Jamie says, alliances are over. It's that time. It's that time that we now go to voting blocks a little I'm, bit. I'm, yeah, I've noticed. This is coming from the girl who just lost two of her alliance members in a row to say, <laughs> alliances are done because my alliance is not here anymore. I, don't yeah, I got, I got no one. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think what's going to happen is the Soka will still work with Tika because they haven't betrayed Soka yet. So, like, there's no reason for them to split. And the Ratu, they have no choice but to try and work with Tika because there's no there's no other options. So I really think Tika, again, is the swing vote, and they could really pick a side. And I do think they might swing back to, to Jamie and uh, Lauren because just to, to weaken, like you said, the physical threats of Soka. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, but it's in best interest for Soka now to pick up Jamie and Lauren. And let's be serious, Jamie and Lauren are probably the two people that you want at this stage of the game to try and bring back. Jamie spent some time with Soka. There is, an, there is a, um, a history between them. 
if it was Kane and Brandon, it might not have been as easy to sort of drag them over and maybe aim for Tika. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I don't believe this is going to happen. But Lauren and Jamie would be the two Ratu members that I prefer still being in the game if I was Soka, if I wanted to make that move against Tika. Yeah, for sure, because they're less threatening. But I'm not sure if there's, like, we've seen Jamie and Heidi have a little bit of relationship, but I feel like Lauren is not going to be working with them. Like, there's nothing there. So I'm I'm thinking it's like this whole Soka-Ratu war that we've heard about constantly. Maybe it actually was like a, we are against each other. We make that very clear. So I'm not convinced um, that the Soka and Ratu can unite. I think the Tikas can just ride the middle and, and, yeah, just pick another side and, you know. Just keep going that way. I think I think before the challenge, when they're talking about who's going to sit out, and Danny comes out openly and says, let's be honest, it's 3-3-3. Three, three, three. We're all against each other. No one wants to sit out. I think being that blunt about it, as like I love it as a viewer, but as a player, to really define the lines of you three are together, you three together, you, th- like, you don't want that. And when, when he outs that, you know that it's literally they're at war with each other. There's no, there's no fluidity here. Yeah. No, you, you're right. I didn't. I didn't think that through as much as I probably should have. That that is definitely a great observation. Uh, I guess another observation that we could talk about is Heidi finding the Marianne idol. Yeah, Heidi, Heidi found an idol. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, I I, I think um, a lot of us probably would have preferred anyone in the game finding <laughs> it over Heidi, um, but Heidi's found it. Uh, that definitely gives Soka some ammunition for the future. Not that she's told any of them, which is the smart move because she told her, she told Tika about Danny's idol. I want to talk about Jamie and how excited she was to have this fake idol, like still in the game. And now we went from a fake idol, an extra vote, Caroline's idol that no one knows about and we haven't heard about for a while, to now. No fake idol. The extra vote's gone. And Heidi's got an idol that no one knows about. So is everyone thinking there's nothing in this game now? Yeah, well, that's the thing. And, I mean, we see the knowledge is power get discussed, which I've listened to Kane's exit interview, and that's something he was sort of putting in people's heads for the last um, few days. And it's something I really thought was a great... When you hear him talk about it, a great strategy to say, oh, you know, there might be knowledge is power to someone that has an idol because maybe they'll give it to you and maybe they'll go home and you get to keep the idol... Um, like we saw with Jesse last season. So props to Kane for that. But also great work from Carson to get the extra vote flushed out, to set up this split plan and say we need the extra vote to split because we don't want to get idled like last time. So to get two advantages out of the game, yes, Jamie's idol was fake. We we know that, but they didn't. So they thinking, didn't, know. Yeah, so, so, so I'm not sure whether or not Carson knew uh, that Kane had Jamie's idol, but it's, yeah, you would think that they might have been tipped off like, hey, um, this is what we're doing with it, just so everyone's on the same page. And if, if they did, this is a great move by the Tikas again. I, I feel like we just we talk about a lot, but fantastic work to get two, two, two advantages out. And now that all that's left is Heidi and Carolyn's idols, uh, which no one knows about, like you said. So, yeah, it's very interesting going forward. And do you think knowledge's power will come into it, or is that just a one no. that's done now? I think I well, I don't think it like I think it's done for this season. I don't think knowledge's power is in this season. I think knowledge's power has done exactly what the producers wanted, and they're making people scared. This is making good TV. I hate the knowledge's power as a actual advantage. It's definitely too late in the game for them to bring it in, and if they did, I'd be really upset because this kills people's games. 
that would kill someone's game. Knowledge is power yeah. coming in at the final eight. Um, so I don't think it is, but I think knowledge is power is definitely... It's actually... I've got to give it to them. It's made drama. Now, all four seasons, and it's not even in this season, it is a device that had Kane get Jamie's idol. This is It brought the Jesse... Uh, who was it? Uh, Jesse who's Cody. The Jesse Cody. Cody. Yeah. yeah, it brought that all together last season, and uh, when he got uh, the idol from Dwight as well, it's yeah. it it is a, it's made its mark. It's done its thing, and hopefully they don't bring it back for a while. But it's yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It strikes again. Yeah, it definitely adds a, another layer of like. Um... Just intrigue. It, 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 it's a it's an advantage that sort of it forces action. So the action is like I need to get rid of my advantages. I need to give them to someone else. We need to try and play the shell game. Like where are they? Which which is fun to watch. Like to see that all happen. And then you know if that was a real idol from Jamie, to see Kane go home with it, that would have just been like a good moment. It's great Whoa. TV. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously we know she must be absolutely devastated to think that's happened. I'd be I would love to see her next week, and maybe that's why she's like. Alliances are over. I've got no idol. You know, she's a free agent sort of thing. She might be just looking up for anything. So it's, it's going to be fun to watch her next week. I I think it's it's definitely going to be fun to watch her. I think her watching it now, she's thinking, what a blessing in disguise because at least it's oh. gone and she can't use it at the wrong time. No, for sure, for it's sure. Absolute blessing in disguise. She She's probably thinking goodness right now. She was pissed off in the game, but she'd be happy right now. Um, something that didn't make great TV. Uh, the negotiations back, or should I call this the demand? Yeah, I didn't see much negotiating. Did you, did you see the number get changed? No, was, before was, anything else? Yeah, yeah. What, what, was there supposed to? Couldn't have Kane have been like, oh, could you take three, Jeff? Um, instead yeah. of just blurting his name out, I'm guessing that it went a lot longer than what we saw. But, oh, yeah. fuck. Uh, what's, yeah. the, what's the fucking point, Jeff, mate? Yeah, look? like, is this is this fun for anyone? Like, do, do we enjoy seeing this? Like, why can't you just give them some rice and just let them all participate in the challenge? I don't think it adds much to the game. Um, I think, I guess what we got out of it was Danny saying, I won't vote for the sit-outs, you know, scouts honour. Scouts honour. I'm not a we scout, see, mate. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we get that big bombshell dropped. He's not actually a scout. He's not actually a scout. He can't Whoa. use that scouts honour. <laughs> He'll actually vote for the people that sat out. Oh, wow, uh, we didn't see that coming. I was genuinely shocked that Danny wasn't a scout. I was like, oh, my goodness, he just lied. Oh, oh shit, game? he lied in the game of Survivor. <laughs> yeah, so that was probably all we got out of it. Um, I don't, yeah. like, the thing is, you, you rock up to that challenge, it's pissing down rain, and, like, that challenge, it's known to be hard as it is. And I mean, there's only going to be one winner, and if you know you can't do it, like, Carson's got no energy. We've seen that all episode. So, yeah, it makes sense. Just to sit out, like, who cares? The challenge is, you don't need to be immune to win this game. Like, it's good to have it. And I guess after last week, there's a bit of uncertainty, so sort of everyone wants it maybe, but, you know, you don't need to get immunity. It's not that important, I don't think. Yeah, definitely. I I actually, um, I've got a theory for you. Oh, here we go. I actually think the vote would have changed completely if uh, everyone participated because I feel like this is a challenge that Heidi would have killed it at. And I think it would have been Heidi, Franny, and Danny all up there with everyone else on the bench, and everything would have changed completely in my mind. Is that what you're saying? They would have seen three soakers. They would have seen three soakers, and like, holy shit, these three are just too strong. 
I think it would have changed the vote. I thought I think uh, Jam Jam and Carson would have gone with Carol. I'm not sure what you've seen in Heidi to think she would be good at this challenge. Like Heidi, I don't. Heidi's physically yet. fit. She's physically fit, and she's never struggled at a challenge. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I haven't noticed her too much in the challenges, but I, no, I, I disagree. I don't think she's that good. Like she's she's fine, but she's like 45, which is yeah, not that old, but like. Who's she be pretty fit at forty five, mate. I, that's, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying she's not. Fit. Not to mention the willpower, the willpower yeah, from that but, life experience. Uh, I'm not. I don't know if this is a challenge for her. Maybe, maybe it's more of a puzzle thing. Perhaps she's got that. I, I, <laughs> nah. she's not beating Franny or Danny. I'd like. Oh was, no, no, no! I don't see her beating Franny or Danny. I just think um, when you look at everyone else there, yeah. I think it would have been the three of them there at the end and. There, there would have been three row, uh, row two, three T-car, sitting on the bench looking at three Soka, thinking, what the fuck, we're stuffed. Yeah, but they also would have thought what I said earlier, that only one of them can win immunity. So, yeah, yeah that'll always be the case. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah, then, uh, like you said, you never know. It might be a split exactly. up. There might be two, two idols, one man, one female, whatever. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, the one last thing I wanted to mention, we had a live tribal tonight. Did it change anything? Not at all. I wouldn't think so, but you know what I did like? I love the uh, the subtitles, and it was uh, <laughs> where Jam Jam's like, "I want some subtitles to see what's going on," and they subtitled that. And it, you know, this is a shout out to the fans because we've been calling for this, like, you know, online and stuff for for a long time. Subtitle the, the whispers so we know what's happening, and it seemed like everyone's just reaffirming the, the plan that they had heard. But it was good to hear it, and it was a bit of a fun moment with Jam Jam having that subtitle. Ah, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Before we wrap up, there's something I wanted to talk about. It's something, um, it's the last sort of, what, the new era. We've seen in the early game a lot of females be like the first three or four voted out and everyone's up in arms like, oh, it's such a male-dominated game and everything and, you know, this can't happen. They've got to change the format. But then every time, and this has happened again this season, we get to merge and, and you know, sure enough, the men start get voting out and, and we're at a point now where it's, um, what is it, five to three women to men. So I think just the whole hoo-ha everyone get upset about, just cool your jets a bit, like, the women go all right. Yeah, look, look, I, I do, sometimes I don't understand this as well. The, I guess to a point, some of the issue is that all the four of these men um, were seen because they made it through the pregame. The, unfortunately, we can't change that in the challenges, in theory, men are usually better at these at these team challenges because it's usually about strength and stamina etc and then you've got these challenge beasts and yes we don't hear about this and you can understand that because these challenge beasts got some sort of content through the pregame whereas seeing these women get voted off these women that we don't know we we're not probably going to remember their names in a few times. I can understand why people get upset, but yes, it is very correct. Everyone has their own part of the game, and it's been it's been male after male getting voted out. And chances are, it'll probably be another few males getting voted out next. I don't see a woman going next round in my mind. I mean, I guess Danny's probably the the only one I would see going because I mean, Carson, yeah, yeah, Danny, the three males left. Danny's the only one that could go next. I think it just shows, like, if you're a female and you can you can weather the early part of the game, you've probably got a bit of longevity. And it's the same with, like, a, like a, any male challenge beast. Like, you're going to be in there early, but then you'll struggle late. 
And if you're a social yeah. player, you might struggle early, but you might thrive late. So, it, like you said, it, it, it's horses for courses. It's a bit of like a, everyone has their own moments in the game where their sort of archetype or their skill set can thrive. So yeah. if, if you can get to that point and you can get that chance to thrive, well, that's, that's your chance to sort of, um, I guess, set up your game for the rest of it. So Exactly. Yeah, I, I just thought and, that was something. And mate, mate, people are going to complain. People are going to complain. I bet there is males out there complaining, why are all the males getting voted out now? They're probably dickhead males. But <laughs> um, but they like people are going to complain about everything, and they have the right to. That's why we live in the world that we live in. Everyone has their own opinion. We don't have to agree with it all. It fucking sucks. I see things I don't like. I just don't say anything about it. It's a bit easier. <laughs> people are going to complain about everything because that's the nature of people. But I think well, Danny and, and Brandon had this conversation at their little journey with Carolyn about... You know, the big guys don't win. I mean, that's that's. let's just say that's wrong altogether, but pretend that he's right. Then he goes out and votes out Brandon. So, you know, it, it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, you're doing it to yourself. So you've got no one yeah. to blame Danny but yourself. So, exactly. So let's, exactly. Yeah, let's, let's, let's not blame the women. Let's just, let's just blame the players in general. They're, they're making this happen, and that's what they, they value in the game at that time, I suppose, to help their game to go forward. Exactly, exactly. Okay, talking about value in the game, let's talk about the value Kane was in this game. Like that segue? I liked that. That's one of your best. (laughs) That's one of my best, especially coming from something completely different. Okay, Kane, let's rank him as a player, let's rank him as a character, let's talk about some of the memorable moments, and will we see him again? Now, I was a fan of Kane from the start. We've, we've said it before, the Dwight Schrute from The Office lookalike. I loved him. <laughs> um, as a character, definitely liked him more. The Dungeon Master, like, he had a lot of Dungeons & Dragons references, which is fine because, you know... That, that, well, that was the season. Certain... That was the season. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, the theme of the season, all these knights and the gargoyles at, um, at Tribal Council. So it suited. And I liked that. Like, I, I, I quite liked his confessionals. He was entertaining. Um, so as a character, I quite liked him. As a player, probably less so. I don't think he did much. And we saw, I guess, um, this episode, he's like, oh, yeah, it's my time to shine. Kane, the strategist, is emerging. Yeah, and then we see him get cut off. But um, maybe in different circumstances, he might have he might have done a bit more strategically. But I, I quite liked him as a character. Yeah, look, I, I loved him as a character. I thought he was entertaining. Loved his references. He, he His gameplay... Look, it wasn't there, and he was right. He hasn't actually voted someone off himself this game. But if we look at, um, if we go to the buff of the week, Buckles buff of the week, he had three points. That's equal second in the season. So, like, he, he definitely had chops for the game. He just couldn't pull anything off that he really needed to, I think. He, uh, he was on the wrong side. If Maybe if he was on Soka, things would have been different. Yeah, potentially. I think what, what I found really blowing my mind was, yeah, on on uh, Instagram, I follow some of these Survivor pages and, and the people can vote for, like, the popularity of the players. And Kane is always last in the vote. And I don't I don't what? understand why no one likes him. I, I know, I couldn't believe that. it. Like, he'd be, okay. like, I don't know, top, top three or four for me. And then, exactly, yeah. yeah. Everyone's constantly voting him, like, the worst character. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I liked him. But maybe, maybe it's just... He appealed to me in a way, perhaps. Yeah, well, he, he appealed to me. So I, I don't, I know that we think very same and same, same, but very different at the same time. But yeah, he appealed to me as well. I, I really enjoyed him as a memorable moment. Don't get cocky, kid. When did he say that? I don't remember that. He said that last episode. 
It was literally the name of the episode. And then he even brought that up again, to, like, at the start of this episode. Yeah, I probably, yeah, probably have a, one moment, probably just the whole Dungeon Master, Dungeons and Dragons sort of... Theme. You know, analogies and theme. Yeah, like, I, I can't say there's... Maybe when Jeff knighted him with the sword and... Like, oh, yeah, true. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. It's like, knight me, Jeff. And Jeff's like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Hey, um, and will we see him again? From the sounds of things, the fans don't want to see him again. That sucks. Because I'd love to no, see him again. It seems like we are his only fans. Um, not only fans. But yeah, Kane. Go, Kane. I don't want to see Kane him. Kane to come back. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't think he's coming back. As much as I like it, I don't think he's coming back. Oh, that's a shame. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, we'd love to see you back, Kane, if you're listening. So it was a pleasure to watch you and critique your game. So good on you, mate. Yeah. All right. Let's um, get into Buckles Buff of the episode. Okay, I'm actually going to go first. Yeah, oh, buckles buff. Segment. Yeah, it's my segment. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go first, mate. Um, I usually don't let myself go first, but I'm giving mine to someone that I didn't think I'd ever give one to. I'm giving mine to Heidi, and oh, wow. yeah, I'm giving it to Heidi. Another episode, Carson gets gypped and still doesn't get a buff of the episode from me. He might get one from you. That's why I wanted to go first. Um. She is the first person. She's the person that brings up Kane to the um, camera. She finds an idol that she tells no one about. I just see good things for her. She's also not the biggest threat in the Soka Three, in my mind. So no. I'm seeing good things from her that I didn't think I'd see. I'm not saying she's entertaining. I'm just saying that I'm seeing good things. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're probably voting on positioning in the game, I guess, as well. So yeah. I guess if you can combine all the factors, yeah, she's not in a bad spot with an idol. So, yeah, I, I can see it. Um, I don't give her my buff. Uh, I, I didn't think you would. Dipped. Carson is getting his first buff of the season, believe it or not. I can't believe it. It's taken this long. He's been dominant, but my buff goes to Carson. Um, so, yeah, me yeah, and Carolyn want different things, and Carson's sort of the one in the middle, I guess, dictating where they go. Uh, he flushed the extra vote with their vote split, so Lauren's extra vote's gone. Uh, the idol, I, you know, I, I think Kane was probably more his idea to get that, but, you know, in, in the same way Carson sort of flushed that, he says, I want to get Jamie's idol out. He tells Jamie that they're sort of coming for her. So I guess that, that sort of puts that idea in her mind that, oh, that, you know, maybe I'll need to play it. I better make sure it can't get stolen. And, yeah. and Carson ultimately is the one controlling the swing vote of the Tika 3. And he's in a really good spot. No one's ever coming for him. He's now, like, because of that sickness as well, he really comes off even less threatening, believe it or not. Like, this sweet little man who's also sick, he probably weighs, like, 60 kilos. <laughs> you know, he couldn't hurt a fly. So he, he's in this for a long haul, and, Jesus, he's going to be very close to winning this whole game. So Carson, buff for me. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I, I completely agree. Carson deserves a buff. I just couldn't give it to him in my mind this episode because Heidi just had such a good episode. Um, with sort of everything going on. I do want to say I'm enjoying this season. As per the buffs, we're quite even with everyone. There's there's still, we've got multiple weeks left. Anyone could take it. Even someone that hasn't got a buff yet could possibly take it if they play a good enough game. Um, but I'll, I'll run through the leaderboard. So we had Josh and Matthew both leaving on one. They're joined by Carson. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and Lauren. Yeah, boy, you made it, mate. You made it. I know you're not listening, but you made it. Um, Heidi is jumps up to two. She obviously got one a little bit earlier by, I believe, yourself. 
And then we got Kane leaves on three. Danny and Carolina both on three. And Yam Yam, uh, Jam Jam is still our leader on five. Yeah, nice. So it's a bit of a bit of a widespread. So anyone's game at this point, Jam Jam, bit of a lead. But uh, yeah, like you said, can still be run down. There's plenty of time left. Exactly, exactly. Okay, uh, well, we might as well start wrapping this up. Mate, what you got going on? Mate, it is my first game of soccer in a month today. I'm so excited. I, could, you know, I had a bad night's sleep thinking about it, so keen to go today. I'm going to bang in a couple of goals, and um, that's that's about it. I've got the uh, the W League Grand Final tomorrow, which we're attending, CDFC for the win, and that's my whole weekend. Um, what have you got on Buckles? Oh, just the usual for me. I, I'm up at the Gold Coast. I've... Yeah, I got a, I got a baby shower and my best mate's birthday up here. Then uh, I'm catching up with Brendan Pratt on Thursday. We're gonna, yeah, yeah we're gonna uh, watch the uh, American episode together. Um, then I got Jimmy Carr Friday. Should be a good week. And then uh, head home next Sunday or something. I think sounds pretty jam. Are you so you're the godfather to this baby shower, are you? Like the original yeah. godfather. You know, the original, sort of, yeah. Like, uh, you want to be in my family. Yeah. I mean, I wish I knew more quotes from The Godfather, but I haven't actually seen the movie. But um, <laughs> I can only imagine you as a Godfather. <laughs> Say hello to my... No, that's Scarface. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> don't, um, shoot him, I, don't shoot him, please. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, this is... Uh, it's, it's, it's got a, I've got a great week going on. Um, everybody, thanks for listening. It's been awesome. Don't forget to tell a friend. Get us on Survivor, Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter on Facebook. Get us at Survivor underscore 3BS on Instagram and Survivor 3, at Survivor 3BS on Twitter. It's been an awesome week. Thanks, Mac. You're a legend. Thanks, Buckles. Always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, we'll see everyone next week. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah Carson. <laughs> Is this Survivor? Are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.